All right. Chapter 16, Outwitting the Stars. The chapter itself has such a fun title. Just knowing that so many things naturally, I mean, the entire universe has, it's not been built. Sometimes we think of the universe as, oh, it's interconnected and everything affects each other. The truth is everything is each other. You know, when God created the universe, it's like he didn't say, let me make planets and they will affect you and let me make this and they will have some. It's just God just became everything. So in becoming everything, all of us are everything and therefore everything does participate in our journey, in this process. Our consciousness is not just poetically reflected everywhere. It is literally reflected everywhere. Yet at the same time, creation itself exists, the way Sri Yukteswara will say, as, as a encouragement to man to go beyond creation, to go beyond the natural influences that do exist. So what we're going to see in this chapter, which is both really fun, is first understanding that you're influenced by everything. In this particular case, we're talking about planets, but you can extend that to absolutely everything, to the ground that we are on right now, to the people around you right now, to the particular kind of air that exists in and around you, of course, to the plants and just the vibrations. And then you start thinking about, okay, first and foremost, it affects me, let me learn to harmonize with it, and then let me learn to outwit it, which is the fun part, isn't it? Which is where God comes in. So we started just with the first paragraph in which Sri Yukteswar tells young Mukunda, why don't you get an astrological bracelet, an armlet? And of course, uh, Yogananda, the young boy says, oh, I don't believe in astrology. And Sri Yukteswar beautifully says, it is never a question of belief. The only scientific attitude one can have on any subject is whether it is true. And so we left it at that and we talked about how it's a wonderful question to con constantly ask, is it true? Does it work? and kind of use that often as a guide um, in terms of our daily living. Is it true? Does it work? Of course, then we come into the whole concept of God himself, which uses not just the harmony that we are trying to create with all that is around us, but then uses us to lift us out so that even when we're unable to all, always harmonize, because it's not easy to always harmonize the influences, it's not always easy. Narayani and I are not always outwardly in harmony, but because we're connected to the Creator, as Sri Yukteswar will say, that ultimate harmony can never be affected by the kind of distortions or the ripples that naturally, us being so individual, naturally seem to come into our lives and such and so forth with everything around us. I love this line. He says, the cosmos would be fairly chaotic if the laws, if its laws could not operate without the sanction of human belief. And so we're sometimes too kind of preoccupied with what we believe and what we don't believe. But fortunately, the cosmos doesn't particularly care what you believe or not. It continues, its laws are eternal until creation itself exists. And let's continue now to what Sri Yukteswar says further on about astrology. Charlatans have brought the stellar science to its present state of disrepute. Astrology is too vast, both mathem mathematically and philosophically, to be rightly grasped except by men of profound understanding. So now that's the other aspect of any science, uh, you know, especially these beautiful ancient sciences of India, is they exist as a science, but they're also extremely intuitive mm -hmm. and require whoever is practicing it to have that complete connection to the creator from where this science first kind of uh, manifested. 
And so even while we use certain of these sciences, you can go to an astrologer right now and I'm sure he can give you a very, you know, beautiful blueprint of your life. This is when you will have children and this is the amount of money you will make here. You will have a heartbreak here. This will happen. Oh, you should look out for your liver because it's going to, you know, at the age of 33, you're going to have some liver issues, so on and so forth. But that's not the purpose of astrology. That's, that's what we have to realize. It's not about just telling us, giving us some sort of a clear path of, okay, so at this time I need to do this, at this time I need to do this. I mean, if it were just going to be that easy for all of us. What's the point? <laughs> it was like, to, well, at this yeah. time you do this, at this time you do this, all right. You know, where, where would we ever need to challenge ourselves and where would that need to overcome really enter in our spiritual pursuit? If ignoramuses misread the heavens and see there a scroll instead of a script, that is to be expected in an imperfect world. So Sri Yukteswar, while he's telling us that he's like, that's to be expected. He's not, he's not criticizing anybody. He says just that's the way of the world. Imperfection exists and it will manifest in all these levels, including spirituality. We're all imperfect beings in an attempt to perfect ourselves and doing a bad job of it oftentimes. But every now and then we, we get into a little zone and it feels good and it just feels right. But how many of us are able to stay in that zone all the time? It's just we're constantly moving in and out of it, aren't we? One should not dismiss the wisdom with the wise. All parts of creation are linked together and interchange their influences. The balanced rhythm of the universe is rooted in reciprocity. That's another very beautiful mm -hmm. thing to constantly tune into. It's both what you are giving and it's what you are receiving and in certain cases what you are able to receive. Because just because uh, a saint is sitting next to you and <laughs> trying his best to send you these really uplifting vibrations, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to receive them because the reciprocity is about how, how open, open we are and therefore people tend to be very much affected and influenced by the outward things is because they don't understand the flow of reciprocity they're not able to send their own energy their own vibration to counteract they're not able to have a strong enough aura oftentimes to create a protection against the influences and therefore life seems so random to all of us, doesn't it? Today I'm happy, tomorrow I'm unhappy, now it's going here, now it's going there, yesterday this person really liked me, now this person doesn't like me anymore and it just, it's like I can't really tell what's going on. It's because we're, we're like a leaf in the wind, you know, just kind of flapping around. We don't have any weight of our own where we can just settle where that the wind of Maya, of karma, doesn't just keep picking us up and just buffeting us on those winds and that's what the spiritual path really is about is about centering in something that's so powerful that these influences then become more like guidelines become more like aids on the process rather than you know completely yeah like oh no if I don't, you know, appease Saturn right now, my goodness, it's just not going to work. Tomorrow's meeting will not be successful. And so I'm going to spend all this energy appeasing Saturn, so on and so forth. Of course, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Man in his human aspect has to combat two sets of forces. First, the tumults within his being caused by the admixture of earth, water, fire, air and ethereal elements. Second, the outer disintegrating powers of nature. So long as man struggles with his mortality, he is affected by the myriad mutations of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And so again, it becomes where our alliance, our allegiance, where we, what our reality is, is what Sri Yukteswar is saying. Whatever reality we create for ourselves, this is a reality. I'm a man, I have this body, I'm these many years old. The more I live in that reality, the more I'm subject to that reality. And everything about that, my hair will start graying because I believe every year I get older, my body will start decaying because I believe that's how, you know, as, as long as I'm 
completely identified to it, I'm subject to its disintegrative process. But if I start thinking that, wait a minute, I'm not this body, I'm not this age, I'm not the gender, I'm a child of God, I'm, <laughs> I am a manifestation of light, and the moment you start, again, it's not mental, as we've said so many times, it has to be truly experienced. Uh, the mental affirmation is a wonderful place to start, but it has to be experienced, which is where meditation comes in for all of us, doesn't it? Every day, if we can experience even a little bit that says, I'm not this body, just a little bit that convinces us that Kuch aur ho rai, there's something more than just what I'm able to perceive through my senses. There's just something that is in behind the veil of the darkness that I see when I close my eyes. There's just some other presence and reality that is as much a part of me as my own ego is. That's where our allegiances, our awareness, our alignment starts to shift. And that, as Sri Yukteswar says, is where we are then able to not so much be influenced by the reciprocity that the universe is based on. Anything you want to add? I was going to add about the meditation and this path. I mean, I love Yogananda's teachings for the fact that they are go, they go straight to the essence of what we are even reincarnated on earth and is to remind ourselves who we truly are. So if you read any of Yogananda's books, in fact, any of the true scriptures, they, that's what they constantly are telling us and pushing us towards experiencing in our meditations, of course, in our activities by Nishkan Karma. I'm not the doer, I'm not a mother, I'm not a wife, I'm not a student, I'm not a boss. I'm, you know, the divine is flowing through me. And as much as we can remind ourselves throughout the day who we truly are, it really doesn't matter where we live, what we are doing, uh, who are we <laughs> married with, in, in which company are we working, because those are just the bridges that allow us to keep reminding ourselves and giving us opportunities to put in practice who we truly are and offer that consciousness wherever God has placed us. So I, th I think Yogananda speaks about many things, but I think this is the heart of his teachings. He came to remind us who we are. Kriya Yoga is the fastest route to remind ourselves who we are. I mean, imagine if each one of us in this world could know, could realize right away who we are. And not only who we are, who the person I'm living with is which is also the divine. I mean, I think <laughs> this world probably wouldn't exist. <laughs> wouldn't need. <laughs> wouldn't need, but, but it's, it's really important to start working seriously, daily, on that reminder, you know, that, that lost memory that, that we need to regain. And sometimes we won't have or we won't live with people around that will remind us about that. But meditation has the power to do that, to bring you within, to cut all those, you know, threats that you are identified with in your life and just come back, come back to the source of who you are. It's mm. powerful. Astrology is the study of man's response to planetary stimuli. The stars have no conscious benevolence or animosity. They merely send forth positive and negative radiations. Everything in the world, as Narayani was saying, the place you work in, your husband, your wife, your children, your enemies, your best friends, they are all just sending positive and negative radiations. They are neither benevolent nor in any state of animosity against us. As our Guru said, 
all circumstances are neutral. How we respond to them makes them either positive or negative to us. Similarly, of course, he's just talking about planets here. But as we keep saying, we have to keep bringing these realities down, not just, oh, the planets have some power over us. You know, all the people in our lives act as planets to a certain degree. They're all transmitters and receivers of the dual positive and negative forces of the world. All of us. And really, it's not that if I could be sending just negative energy out, believe me, you on your part could still be receiving positive stuff from me. And it all depends on what kind of receiver we are and what stuff we've opened ourselves to. And so it's very important for us to look at the world not just as, oh my God, I'm influenced by everything, is to say, what influence therefore do I exert as well? It's not enough to just say everything else is influencing me, but to say, oh, I can exert the same power just as the masters do on everything around me if I am willing to fine-tune my own instrument. Of themselves, the planets here, these do not help or harm humanity, but offer a lawful channel for the outward operation of cause and effect equilibriums which each man has set into motion in the past. I just love these words. Of themselves, these do not help or harm humanity. Think about planets, but think about everything else as well. Circumstances, people, situations, whatever. Of themselves, they neither help nor harm humanity, but offer a lawful channel for the outward operation of cause and effect equilibriums which each man has set into motion in the past. Everything around us is only there to offer a lawful channel for our karma to operate. And to balance it out. And to give us the opportunity to balance. Unfortunately, not all of us do balance it out. Um, Narayani and I can have a disagreement and find resolution and balance a certain karma or we can have a disagreement and decide you know that it's not you know we're not able to see each other's and build a certain karma even further and so the opportunity exists between us to to resolve karma but it doesn't mean we always take it the problem is we don't even really know what our karma is to resolve which is another absolute reason to stay so deeply connected to the masters and to the divine and so i think the more we align ourselves with the source of who we are i think for many of us for you perhaps no, who are already deeply rooted on the spiritual path we become sensitive when we are in this harmony you know with ourselves and it has nothing to do with the people around us. It's like when, when that inner conflict mm. happens and, and that's like a, like a red bulb <laughs> for us to stop and see where, where I'm in this harmony, where I'm not fully aligned here. I mean, what, is, what aspect here I'm not grasping fully. And, and I think it's important for us to watch out and look for those moments where where you start feeling you don't need anyone to point out at you you know what you just did what you just say your behavior but but you come to the point before that energy manifests out through a harsh word through a movement like that through a look just just feel like oh i'm i'm in dissonance here i'm i'm out of you know, that perfect harmony. And, and only then really we'll be able to control and to be above even our own karmic tendencies and our samskars and, and our um, uh, ways to perceive life according to, you know, who have taught us to perceive life in this particular way. So, so keep listening. And, and feeling within yourself. When are those moments that you feel a little bit like a dissonance? You know, there is the, I'm not in perfect mm, harmony. The, the melody that I'm expressing has not all those, you know, instruments aligning with each other. And, and then you start becoming responsible. And, and before that, out of, 
you know, harmony, you know, string comes out in a much more grosser way or manifestation. Uh, I, I think we can work with our karma more consciously and more responsibly within us. A child is born on that day and that hour when the celestial rays are in mathematical harmony with his individual karma. His horoscope is a challenging portrait, revealing his unalterable past and its probable future results. But the natal chart can be rightly interpreted only by men of intuitive wisdom. These are few. Part of Yogananda's teachings, um, a big part of it, especially from the perspective of the technique of Kriya Yoga, is that the astrology that we look to in the heavens is really a reflection of our chakras and of the Nadis, primarily the Ira and the Pingla and the Shushumna. Each of the chakras represent a planet. So you've got the sun right here, you've got the moon, which is the reflection, which is where the ego is, which is just the reflection of God's perfect light that each of us are. Then you've got, you know, Mercury, Mars, v no, Venus. Mercury, Venus, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn being our uh, Mooladhar chakra. And the Ida and the Pingla represent the uh, Rahu and Ketu, the lunar nodes. And this is the process that, so when we are born, as uh, Sri Yukteswarji says here, a child is born on that day and that hour when the celestial rays are in mathematical harmony with his individual karma. So that's why the time of our birth, the place of our birth, the moment of our birth is so important because it's like a, f a photograph taken of the moment when the soul enters into this world which is a reflection of what the chakras are looking like what the vrittis are where the karma is but the reflection of course is outward because none of us at least at this stage can look into our chakras and really figure out oh this is what's going on inside these are my karmas these are my issues these are my tendencies and so the planets kind of can be used as a reference point ah cha this is it because Remember we were talking about, oh, I don't know when we were talking about, oh, we had a baptism ceremony recently for a newborn soul mm -hmm. and we were just feeling that how the child kind of in the astral world is just so fully aware of what it wants to achieve when it comes, the soul's just so ready. It wants, it's and like the it's, parents, <laughs> it wants. And what the parents, I mean, it's in such harmony, but then the moment it comes and it gets encased in the as Sri Yukteswar says, in the five elements, which is then becomes the admixture of the gunas come in. I mean, so many things then kind of darken the vision that we had. And now what do I do? So I need reminders around me. And the planets act more as a reminder because it's beautiful what he says. It helps us understand our unalterable past. It helps us understand where we've come from. Okay, I can't change that and its probable future results. So when somebody looks at astrology and kind of dictates ki yehi hoga, ye hoga, ye hoga, in a certain way, especially if we truly believe in that, our, our, we align our karma because it is a probable future, but we get completely aligned to it and now almost in a sense we're locked in on it. As opposed to, we have some friends who are astrologers within Ananda and they follow. Another interesting thing about astrology is that Sri Yukteswar, who was an astrologer himself, he actually introduced a few minor corrections in the uh, Vedic astrology. So what you would do as a, in the regular Vedic astrology versus if you get a chart read in Sri Yukteswar's calculations, they're, they're off by a few degrees. In my particular case, in my chart, those few degrees make a huge difference because it's either my son is in, you know, Scorpio or it's in Sagittarius, depending on which system I follow. And that's a big shift for the sun to be in one, you know, zodiac, one house or the other. So we have a couple of friends who, of course, are trying to interpret the astrological charts through this more intuitive, through what Sri Yukteswarji has already set into motion. And so whenever, if you ever have a reading with them, they'll just give you 
general flows of energy that your life is expressing in this moment they'll never say to you ye hoga and then ye hoga and then ye hoga even if they can see there's a greater tendency towards this side and they could tell you ki ye hone wala hai but it's so important for us to feel it's very important for us to feel that the free will which may or may not be that much but it's still divine will that it exists in us and that our fates can be forged by us it's very very important to feel that because if we don't feel that spiritual progress becomes almost impossible because spiritual progress requires us to break through break through influences break through creation break through everything all laws that are set spiritual progress requires us to break through them and as long as we are entrapped by the laws we'll certainly learn how to live beautifully and that's the progress of the soul it learns little by little by little by little by little how to continue to keep harmonizing keep harmonizing learn this learn that see people learn how they feel how to respond to them feel in their heart what's true what's not true i mean it's a it's a long process of course but at a certain point that inner power that divine power forces us or at least expects us to no longer be trapped within the laws and that's what the gita is isn't it krishna comes he knows exactly that there is this war there are certain rules there are etiquettes there are certain things that are going to have to be done and he's telling arjuna that you've got to fight in the beginning it just seems like he's going to give him some sort of a pep talk ki chalo you have to fight and this is going to be good for you and this is your karma and this is your dharma but he pretty much completely digresses and he's just talking about how to merge into god He's no longer even talking about the fact that there's a war and you have to fight this war and he's just talking about how can you merge back into me. And once Arjuna attunes to that reality that oh wait a minute I'm just working to merge into Krishna then Krishna essentially breaks all the rules and all the laws and starts kind of moving pieces around that Arjuna wouldn't have been able to do by himself otherwise. He could have still won he would have still turned victorious he perhaps would have defeated all his foes but he would not have merged into krishna which is an entirely different reality so we can live our lives of course beautifully lovingly in as much harmony as we can but if we're spiritual aspirants and of course that may or may not be everybody's reality in fact it's definitely not everybody's reality we're constantly looking to you know just like all right what's the next where can i go beyond this how can i no longer be a puppet of fate because otherwise most of us tend definitely to follow these laws and live within the confines of these laws in fact i think once we really become clear what we want to um, achieve spiritually i love to see astrology as as giving me the clarity mm. when i need to take a step closer to god i will only go to someone that i really trust to not tell me what i need to do but but to give me a hint or a intuitive you know reading of where i am right now and if that particular step that i'm about to take is going to bring me closer with god's will or is going to give me or bring me away from that path that i have set in front of me so i would say when you approach to astrology i think it has much more power if we come with the wanting to know everything that i'm about to do is going to bring me in harmony with my soul destiny or is it going to mm, create bondage is it going to make me a slave or is it going to delay my progress and i have gone to our friends astrologers only four or five times when i have had some sort of spiritual crisis in the sense of 
if I take this step, is it really bringing me closer to my spiritual destiny or not? And of course, one of those moments was... One was, of those crises. One of those crises <laughs> was when I had my monastic vows and, and I felt so deeply grounded, committed, aligned to thinking and feeling I was, you know, doing God's will. And then suddenly this all comes and I'm feeling that through this path, I can also achieve what I was achieving, doing it alone. But the question here, here was, will I grow faster? Will I learn faster through this road or through the other? So only then one should approach astrology to, to really align, your, align yourself with your soul purpose. And this is really, everyone is looking for the soul's purpose. And the real soul's purpose is find your own alignment when, where you know that every day you are in tune with God's will. Because when you know that you are doing what God wants for you to do, that to me is freedom. And once I know I'm in that ray, nothing really matters what comes to me, the kind of karma, the kind of people, the, the kind of place we live, it doesn't matter, it doesn't influence me. As long as I know that's where my freedom lies, being in tune with God's will for my own evolution. You think you chose the right path or I not? think so. Okay, I'm, good. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> She left us hanging there. Like, did, <laughs> I, did I do the it right or did choice. <laughs> The right choice. All right. The message boldly blazoned across the heavens at the moment of birth is not meant to emphasize fate, the result of past good and bad, but to arouse man's will to escape from his universal thraldom. Is that what we were just talking about? What he has done he can undo. None other than himself was the instigator of the causes of whatever effects are now prevalent in his life. He can overcome any limitation because he created it by his own actions in the first place and because he has spiritual resources which are not subject to planetary pressure. That's the, for me, that's the best part because he has spiritual resources that are not subject to any planetary pressure. Of course, in this particular case, in our case, it's not just our techniques. Mm -hmm. Kriya, of course, is, it's a fabulous, I, I never finished that whole process, and I, I think we talked about it even on Sunday Satsang, is the evolution that we talk about spiritually is taking place through these nadis, through the chakras, just as the earth revolves around the suns and passes through all the zodiacs year after year and what we would call time is progressing, we are growing. Similarly, the soul memory, as Narayani was saying, becomes clearer and clearer with that evolution inwardly as well, as long as that harmony takes place because inside, unlike outside, which is um, automatic, the journey doesn't necessarily just keep happening automatically. It goes up, it goes down, sometimes it's about to complete the revolution, sometimes it doesn't. And so Kriya as a technique specifically is about kind of getting those revolutions in as, as powerfully as you can, where in fact you live a year's karma through directly through the Shushumna, directly through your Nadis in the chakras. And that's one shortcut through the planetary process. But of course, above that, all of that is the spiritual resource that we have of our Guru, just like Krishna was the spiritual resource for Arjuna. Superstitious awe of astrology makes one an automaton, slavishly dependent on mechanical guidance. The wise man defeats his planets, which is to say his past by transferring his allegiance from creation to the creator. And that's just a beautiful image for me to have. Uh, it's a wonderful way to kind of 
redirect our lives. Okay, where's my allegiance? To creation or to the creator? And I just keep doing that. Of course, we're bound by creation. We can't pretend otherwise. But we can keep shifting our allegiance. Again and again, thoda thoda, as we said, you know, all right. I'm not just this. I'm not just this. I have, there is a spiritual resource that's not subject to not just planetary pressure, but no pressure at all. And that's where I want to be. The more he realizes his unity with spirit, the less he can be dominated by matter. The soul is ever free. It is deathless because birthless. It cannot be regimented by stars. Man is a soul and has a body. When he properly places his sense of identity, he leaves behind all compulsive patterns. So that's another wonderful way, kind of another little adjustment of our perspective. Okay, it's not I am a body and I have a soul, which tends to be mm -hmm. a little bit how we see life. Okay, I'm more this body and somewhere inside this body there is a soul. Whereas man is a soul and has a body and that makes it again shifts just really differently like okay so it's like you know I can't come up with a good enough example right now but we'll move on and I'll come to an example <laughs> but if we really start tuning into the fact that I am the soul but I have a body so I'm responsible for the body I have to do whatever I need to to keep this body as close to in perfect harmony and health as I can as as master said Keep, you know, health must only be as a part of a support for your self-realization. So do as much as you can to kind of support the body, to be responsible for it, but never become a slave of the body. This is kind of what Sri Yukteswar wants us to just see every now and then. This is, I'm not just the body and it's not that I have a soul, I am the soul and I have a body and so I shift again the way I'm going to approach and the body here is just uh, another word for matter which is the entire world all its influences people places things planets so long as he remains confused in his ordinary state of spiritual amnesia he will know the subtle fetters of environmental law so the subtle fetters, which is, it's not obvious, is it? It's not like I can see all the strings. I can't see the strings coming from Narayani into me. And I can't see the strings this guitar has over me. And I can't see the kind of puppet strings that the planets have over me. It's just really subtle, which is why we were saying can be so confusing. And mm -hmm. it feels so random. This is like, Aaj kya ho hai? you know, today, why am I feeling this way? Tomorrow, why did I feel that? Why am I going through this particular karma? I didn't do this. Why are people treating me in this particular way? You know, so on and so forth. Because they're just very subtle. But as he says, as long as we're in spiritual amnesia, that subtle fetters continue to hold. For a master, I mean, I can imagine like Yogananda looking at each of us and being able to see like every oh, string. string. <laughs> and he can see if I pull this string, you know, this will happen. If this guy pulls this string, then that will happen. Like everything <laughs> interconnected, as yeah, it was saying at the beginning. That would be wow. such a beautiful image to have. Like if I could just go around and being able to see every string, not on others, <laughs> on myself, <laughs> if I could write, just figure it out. But then the master knows, all right, right now let's work on this string. This string is a little weak, so this will be easy for him to cut. And so on and so forth, he makes starts to free us up little by little so we're no longer that puppet now oh this hand has now become free little by little now this hand has become free now my shoulders are free and so on and so forth we begin to free ourselves in this process it won't happen in one felt swoop but it will happen with diligent daily shifting of allegiances god is harmony the devotee who attunes himself will never perform any action amiss. His activities will be correctly and naturally timed to accord with astrological law. Which is another beautiful thing mm -hmm. um, we've experienced in our lives. Is, as Narayani was saying, the few times we have reached out to our friend to kind of just say, hey, you know, uh, help us just see what's going on right now. And you'll just see how you're already 
just perfectly aligned. It's not like he's telling you something that's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've been doing it wrong all this while and oh, I need to really correct this. As they start telling you, oh, this is what I see right now, you know, we'd look at each other and say, wow, this is not only exactly how we were feeling, but exactly the path that kind of almost brought us to this moment. And you just start seeing that you're already naturally in harmony with astrology. That you don't have to kind of always know and study and learn from somebody else but it's really comforting to us when somebody tells us and we'll say oh wow you know didn't isn't that just naturally happening like a confirmation it confirms our intuition it confirms the alignment we feel and that feels really good and for that confirmation i mean we highly value astrology just for that confirmation of like <laughs> all right we're naturally in attunement because if I get in attunement with my guru, he aligns me to as many things as perhaps I need alignment with. And it's not in this moment that I get it all perfect, but then he keeps cutting the next string and the next string and the next string. And eventually, little by little, it does work out in ways that are beautiful, extraordinary and ideal. One of the things that we usually tend to do Shurjo and I when those moments come and I'm talking you know every couple of you know three four five years you know when we feel there is a big uh, shift spiritually for us whether because we need to move to another city or to start another bigger project or something that will require a, a big shift um, spiritually energetically um, and also within you know, something that that you want to to make sure before before we take astrology astrology as the first you know step we give ourselves sometimes months or a year to really feel it out inwardly and and to listen first god's guidance meditation through prayer through signs we challenge God sometimes <laughs> when we really need to know something or an answer. We challenge him because we need to know that we are doing the right thing and this is the right decision. And we are not going, and we are not going to rush into anything until we are sure this is what God and our Guru wants from us and for us. So we give ourselves the time to, to develop that relationship and that way of, of knowing when God is trying to tell us something very silently and through many other different sources. So we give ourselves the, the training ground to start picking up you know, whatever God or the Guru is sending. And only then, when we feel after a year, after a couple of months, after a few weeks, like, you know, this, we, we somehow feel guided to this. Everything around us is pointing us towards this course of action, towards this decision, towards help this person or this other thing or doing that. Then, when we feel like, uh, okay, this is what we feel, God wants but let's not presume even that we have it 100% then only then just that final confirmation that what we are feeling is in tune also with a larger overall design then we go to our friends that we fully trust and and then we double check and it's very surprising how most of the time, after giving ourselves the time to really understand where that guidance comes from, then it's in perfect um, balance and harmony what our destiny and soul purpose is taking us. So I will encourage you, uh, if you find yourself in a moment of doubt or you know, not knowing what's next, give yourself the time and, and invite God in that process and, and challenge Him and ask Him to give you clear signs 
through specific words, through specific situations where, where it becomes so obvious to you that you cannot ignore that guidance. And then once you feel, okay, I have it more or less clear, use astrology because it can be very helpful, but let's not become dependent on it. Interesting what you just said, because this is what Sri Yukteswar now says. Ooh, After deep see. prayer and meditation, mm -hmm. he is in touch with his divine consciousness. And there is no greater power than that inward protection. Mm. So, so far, Sri Yukteswar has kind of both given us the fact that these laws exist, that it's important for man to both understand them, harmonize with them, yet at the same time to go well beyond them and realize that he's not really, I mean, he's not, he, there's no need for him to be wholly influenced by them. So he's given us this whole spiel. And then young Mukunda says, then dear master, why do you want me to wear an astrological bangle if after all this, you know, he's like, I don't understand. You just told me we don't need to be a slave of it. We have to try to go beyond it. We have to break through it. Then why do you want me to wear an astrological bangle? And Sri Yukteswar says just very beautifully and again very importantly for all of us. It is only when a traveller has reached his goal that he is justified in discarding his maps. During the journey, he takes advantage of any convenient shortcut. The ancient rishis discovered many ways to curtail the period of man's exile and delusion. There are certain mechanical features in the law of karma, which can be skillfully adjusted by the fingers of wisdom. It's a good place for us to rest because now we'll go kind of more into the reality that we are, okay, while we're still figuring this out, the intention's very clear. Sri Yukteswar, like Krishna, while advising Arjuna to, you know, fight the battles and really be and do your duties and fulfill your responsibilities, yet he's like, yeah, but that's not what this is about. That's not what this war is about. It isn't about killing the Kauravas. It isn't about emerging victorious. It's about merging into me. It's about going so far beyond this battle that you understand truly the deepest significance and purpose of the battle and then there's no doubt, there's no fear, there's no confusion and you pass through life, responsibility, karmas just like saying, ah, oh, wow, I did this so of course it's going to come back to me oh yeah, I remember having kind of not been that good to this person 16 incarnations ago so yeah, there we go isn't it wonderful that I get an opportunity to have undone that? Imagine if we were stuck with it forever, for all eternity, stuck with having said that unkind word and now for the rest of our incarnations never being able to neutralize that unkind word. That would be horrible. But God gives us every opportunity to say, you did this, here you can undo this. I give you this situation so you can undo this. I give you that circumstance so you can undo this. I give you that husband so you can undo this and so on and so forth but we have to undo it there's a process and we need the maps and we need the understanding and we need the wisdom we can't also be fake and just kind of live in a semi-delusional world of saying i'm just so connected to god that nothing can touch me or no, i no, need no. no one yeah and i need nothing from no one and nobody needs to no 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 of course, things will touch us. They touch us all the time, unfortunately. They're constantly... <laughs> those strings are being pulled, whether you like it or not. But at least we know where we would like to be. At least we want to go beyond those strings. And that itself... And that's really what the Guru looks for in a disciple. Do you really want to go beyond these strings? I know you're stuck in them and I, and I don't hold it against you. And I, I understand you very well because... I used to be stuck in those strings. I've gone through exactly what you are going through. But do you really want out? And that's the test of our sincerity. Yes, I do want out. Yes, I do want out. Yes, I do want out. And while we are doing that, as Sri Yukteswar finally says, 
until the traveler doesn't reach his destination we do not discard our maps and we use every shortcut available to us so in that sense we must use these fabulous laws these amazing sciences that god himself has put into motion we must use them to as, as much as we are able as much as it keeps us in harmony but to the point that it also keeps us desiring that which lies above it the creator himself all right those of you astrology buffs out there i hope we haven't burst any buff bubble and have only made you feel that astrology can be even more amazing now to it experience it is actually is all our friends who are into astrology i mean when they start talking about it we're just like, like we start oh, drooling like wow this so stuff wonderful. is so good <laughs> i know we really have lots of respect towards it because we we have seen you know it really it's, it helps a yeah. lot but, but the, the the beauty of them is like after they share everything they know about astrology each one of them they say you know but there is nothing like mm. the power of the guru the protection of the guru and your connection with the divine so mm. as long as we have that um we have the greatest weapon in our hands in fact there was a story i wanted to tell and i haven't and i would like to end with because it's a very um, informative Swamiji? story oh. no it's the anandamoyi ma story ah, there was yeah. a devotee of anandamoyi ma's who um was visiting an astrologer and had his chart read and the astrologer told him that um on so and so date you're going to die you know you have a very short life and you're going to die on this day and of course it was several i don't know years from now so even while that it really shook this man you know after a while you forget and you've forgotten that somebody told you you're going to die on a certain day but come that day this man uh, gets into a very very kind of enormous accident and he was a he was like a police commissioner or something a very kind of uh, well respected high positioned individual and during the accident he comes out completely unscathed no scratches no nothing i mean but a very very bad accident and he talks about how he felt some hand you know pull him out just in time so that's when it hits him again and he remembers the date and he's like wow you know this guy had told me i'm going to die today and he goes and he goes and he finds his astrology chart again and this time he goes to another person who's like a very very well respected astrologer and he takes his chart with him and he goes to this astrologer and says this is a chart of a friend of mine can you just read it you know i i'm i want to kind of get him this reading and the this man looks at the chart and he tells this man you've just handed me a dead man's chart this man's already dead and then of course the guy confesses and says well actually this is my chart and then the astrologer kind of pauses and says to him do you have a guru <laughs> and he says yes anandamoyi ma is my guru and then the astrologer says ah where ma begins astrology ends and that's another very beautiful thing for us mm-hmm. i mean something as final as death itself not little karmas will come to you oh you'll have some financial trouble something so final as death yet the guru's influence above all changes the planetary influence completely to help the devotee who is sincerely seeking freedom to go for it all the way the guru will try their best to remove as many obstacles if that sincerity can keep propelling the student forward and uh, that's just something we should take to heart and remember as much as we can i have a guru or whoever your guru is because your guru is doing that for you as well and i have god jai guru jai guru many blessings